0: This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Mark Myers. Mark, are you ready to do this? I'm ready to do it. All right, let's go. Mark is the founder of Peak Profit Solutions. He's a tax savings architect. He's also a veteran of the United States Marines, helping thousands of individuals increase profit, and permanently reduce their annual tax bill. Mark, excited to have you on. Tell us a little about your
1: personal life, some more about your work, why you do what you do. Sure, George. Thanks again. This is uh, great Great to be on. Thanks for that question. Uh, Personal life, I live in Northwest Florida. Lived in Los Angeles area for a number of years, but grew up on the East Coast. Um, And I've got a beautiful, lovely wife and two young children. One that's 12, my son's 12, and my uh, daughter is 8, going on 16. (laughs) And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, George, I started out uh, with an undergraduate in exercise physiology, a master's in sports management. So a lot of people ask me, how did you get into tax efficiency, which is interesting because I moved to New York after grad school, started running really high-end health clubs in New York City, moved out to Los Angeles, opened a number of different high-end health clubs in LA, and I really learned to be an owner-operator. So I had that owner-operator mindset, and it was all about driving revenue, managing expenses, and EBITDA profit. I was even compensated off of the, uh, the profitability of the clubs I was running. So I realized uh, after about a decade or so of r- working really hard at you know those clubs are open 365 days a year, 16 hours a day. Uh, very high, you know, very demanding. I realized that uh, it wasn't the, the best long term fit for me, so I s- decided to take my skill set of of operating a business and understanding business ownership thought process, right? Because I was treated like a business owner, and go into the consulting business. So started uh, with high end insurance planning and more private placement investments, but realized over the last decade that there was a huge opportunity here because no one is really focusing intently on advanced tax planning. You have your CPAs that are doing their work with their mostly tracking and historical work and tax prep and filing. They don't have the time or the bandwidth to really go into the 75,000 plus plus pages of code and really find those coupons. And of course, wealth advisors would love to help their clients with this, but they have so much regulation with the SEC and FINRA, they can't do anything but sell whatever it is their broker dealer sells. Tells them they sell. <laughs> so I stepped in and said, "Hey, there's a there's a missing link in this ingredient in this uh, a bake-, bake set, you know, and I'm I'm the missing ingredient." So that's been a lot of fun. So a lot, most of my clients come from wealth advisors and tax professionals, but obviously a lot of people just listen to me on podcasts that own businesses or they're just high income earning W two employees. They might have you know half a million or more in just salary plus bonuses in K-1, or maybe they're getting stock warrants or ISOs or RSUs, and they're just stuck with a big tax bill. So you know, obviously, if they hear me, they, they're welcome to call me directly. So it's been a lot of fun on this journey. And uh, the net result is, um, hey, people get to keep more of what they work really hard for. Yeah, I love it. That's a little bit about me. <laughs> Perfect. I, I
0: appreciate it. Uh, and one of the great things about the show is I uh, get to talk to so many different smart people and get great language. Finding coupons in the IRS code is a great term that I've never heard before, so thank you for that Mark.
1: Oh, absolutely. I actually I borrowed that from someone that I was working with that actually came up with it and I said, I'm going to use that and you know, we, we looked at it. It's like people pay most people pay retail taxes, so they don't realize that you can pay wholesale and it's totally fine. You just have to find the coupons and there's 75,000 pages of tax code. If you know how to navigate that tax code, there's plenty of coupons. Uh, And I work with a lot of smart people that navigate that code, um, which is an interesting thing. So um, yeah, thank you. It's fun. It's a fun conversation.
0: Yeah. If I can get something on sale, I'd rather do that than put the pain retail. So. (laughs) Absolutely right. And I don't want to get in trouble. So. There's that fine line, right? Because some coupons are are maybe riskier. Some are more conservative, or, or or am I thinking about that wrong?
1: No, George, great question. And you know, there's a there's a judge. Uh, he was a Second Circuit Court of Appeals judge named Learning Learned Hand, no longer alive, but very well quoted, especially in tax courts and in this space. And he basically said, "There's in America, there's two systems. There's two tax systems: one for the informed, and one for the uninformed." Both are legal, right? So essentially, what, what tax system do you want to use, the informed or the uninformed? Because guess what? 56 of the top Fortune 500 companies had billions in profit, yet they paid zero in tax. Most of them got a tax rebate. How does that work? A lot of the wealthiest individuals pay significantly lower tax than others that make less. How does that work? Well, they don't just have a CPA and a, and a wealth advisor. They've got a team of accountants, Probably multiple attorneys and business strategists that essentially go to work and look at that black and white. To answer your question, George, the black and white text that's in the code. If you follow it black and white and don't go into the gray, then the then the coupons are fine. If you start manipulating things and going over the line, then of course it could be gray, and of course the net result could be like it could be that the IRS says, "Hey, we don't really like what you're doing," and if you want to take it to take it to a fight. you go to the tax courts and the tax courts decide. But a lot of people don't realize the IRS doesn't make a call. They're just kind of, I'm going to be kind here. They can be bullies at times. (laughs) Remember their business is revenue when they don't get revenue, which is your tax dollars. They're not doing a good job in business. So just note, um, we, I ascribe to the black and white principle, uh, time tested. Most of the solutions that I'm bringing into my, house to utilize with clients have been uh, vetted by a number of different tax professionals, including conservative CPAs and including you know aggressive tax attorneys. Not that all tax attorneys are aggressive and not that all CPAs are conservative. However, uh, that's I really want to make sure that we've got the right um, resources to offer.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate that very much, and that's a that's a really interesting thing uh, that it's not that the IRS is going to be making these final determinations that it's that these are going to be adjudicated in tax court. So the IRS Internal Revenue Service, their job is to collect revenue and give it to the United States government, and they are. Right they are following the laws that are made by the congress and <clears throat> how how does the rest of it work so so they call me and say hey george we're, we 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 don't think you did this right i say i think that i did and then it gets referred to a court well you know
1: usually it's a little bit more um a little bit more of a process. So, But you're right. It, it, internal Revenue Service is essentially there to collect the revenue. And they're only going to tell you that they think that you underpaid if you're obviously stepping over the line or they think that you're stepping over the line. And here's what happens. The IRS auditor says, we're auditing you and we to take a look at this. And they say, show us your documentation for what you did. So obviously, the easiest things that most people don't do is keep really good documentation, even for their expenses. But we're not really going... I'm not telling people to do a better job keeping that up with their expenses and keeping notes. I'm basically helping them utilize the code. So everything that we do is well-documented. So if for some reason an an IRS auditor... And a lot of times these auditors just know they hired, I don't know, some ridiculous amount recently um, and also noted that they would be armed, which was an interesting statement. But they... they may be much less understanding or knowledgeable of that tax code than the accountant that they're working with that essentially filed the tax returns i'm not saying that they are but i'm saying that a lot of the a lot of times that can be the case and this is communication i've had with a number of tax professionals that have essentially gone through audits because audits just happen you know you just get your number called But at the end of the day you're going to show why you did what you did you're going to show your documentation paper rules you have to show this is the code this is how i applied the code this is my documentation for the code and a lot of times what they'll do is they'll just walk away they'll realize this is a fight that we don't want to pick because it's in the rule book right they they have to follow the same set of rules that we do they can't they don't have any extra right to change or manipulate same rules apply for them as as us and of course, if for some reason they're pretty firm in that we, we're looking at what you did and we think that it's over the line, they still have to go to tax court to basically have the tax court it, which is a third party independent.
0: Got it. Thank you. All right. So Lauren at hand talked about how there's two t- tax systems, one for the informed, one for the uninformed. I am somebody who's making $150,000 a year or, or up a million dollars a year. I've got... I've got uh, stock options, I've got investment, I've got just, I am somebody who is, who has revenue coming in, who's making pretty substantial amount of money or income. Do I have to have a unique situation to take advantage of some of these coupons or are some of them them for, for most everyone that I've just described? Uh,
1: Some of them are, uh, universal coupons, right? So whether you're W2, whether you're a business owner, whatever your situation is, it really just has to do with your in- income level. So there's two or three or four, and I have well over a dozen different efficiencies that I integrate in because sometimes it takes a little bit of building blocks. You know, you have above the line planning if you're a business owner because you can control your the way your business works and the way you're structured and the way you receive un- income. And there's below the line planning um, for business owners or non-business owners. The below-the-line planning is generally universal, right? Um, there's there's solutions out there that you can that you can participate in that the government wants you to participate in. For example, solar, solar energy for the last decade to 15 years, the, the federal government has said we're going to give benefits to house homeowners that per, put solar on the roof, uh, businesses and banks that invest in solar in the institutional space. Uh, so that's something that a lot of people don't realize that. The government will actually purchase your cash flow producing asset, which is solar. Doesn't have to be on your roof; it can be on a nonprofit, and you just collect the cash flow for many, many years. So that's a pretty that's a pretty nice deal if the if you're if the federal government will purchase your cash flow producing asset because you're willing to basically own it. Now you just sit back and collect the cash flow. So those are what some of the universal tax codes. Or universal coupons that are out there for just about anybody to clip. doesn't make sense until you start getting into the higher tax brackets though, because we're looking at taking depreciation for the, uh, on the uh, or deductions on the depreciating asset of the solar. We're also looking at what the federal government gives you, which is a tax credit, right? Dollar for dollar, which actually went up with the new uh, inflation reduction act. Uh, so cool things. Coupons are in there, but just that note, generally speaking, um, some of the lowest level coupons, we want to see people paying at least ten dollars or $15,000 a year in taxes to, to make the lower level coupons work. And, of course, the more they're paying in taxes, the more opportunity opens up. You know, there might be five or six strategies that someone can integrate if they're paying a million dollars or more in tax. Whereas if someone with a cup, cup, quarter of a million in tax, they might be only two or three strategies or one or two. Um and Of course, if they're business owners, it gets a lot more complex or it can get more complex. It doesn't I mean, not that it's hard to implement, but it's just because now you're doing above the line and below the line planning because they can control how their business operates and of course, how cash flow moves through their business or businesses to them.
0: How much of it is is looking backwards versus forwards is 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 it possible to go back and change things?
1: It is. It is. Now it's obviously much more efficient to have a forward looking approach. And a lot of the solutions that I help business owners implement, particularly business owners, but also W two, especially for the solar, is forward looking, right? The more time in the calendar year or your fiscal year, depending on how you're, you know, what your business or how you're taxed, the more time you have, the more tax savings you can um receive. Right. So if you started this program in if you're a, a, a regular calendar year, January to December, and you started one solution um, in March versus August, then you'd have that many more months to basically cut coupons. Um, so forward thinking is always better. But just know, I mean, even though it's December, people reach out to me now that have a tax problem. I can give them usually one or two solutions that can reduce their taxes by maybe 20, 30 percent, maybe a little bit more right off the bat. And we only have 30 days to do it. Um But there are some options that do let you amend returns and those amended returns will let you go backwards in time and say, Hey, Mr. IRS or Mrs. IRS uh, agent, federal government says I have this credit and I don't need it this year, but it says that I can go back and get a refund for one, two, maybe even three years in the past. So sometimes when I'm working with someone, we can go back and they have big years over the last two or three years. We can go back and get up to 75% of their, federal tax bill back, refund it. So that becomes a, a nice little smiling moment for um for the for a lot of the people I'm working with.
0: Yeah, for sure. That that, that better put a smile on somebody's face, Mark, for goodness sakes. That doesn't make you happy. Is there anything? So when, right. Right. when 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 you're working or or people who are listening and they are making a substantial amount of money, paying a good amount of taxes, and they have an accountant or CPA that they're working with, and they have a financial person of some kind, what kind of pushback, if any, would they expect from their advisor if they said, hey, I was listening to this podcast, and this guy, Mark, was talking about being able to save a bunch of money? Do you think that that's something we should explore?
1: Great question, George. Uh, Thank you for asking it. Uh, Advisors generally love me. And the reason for that is because I just find money that their client never knew they had, and they didn't even know they had access to. And generally when that happens, the advisor has more money to shepherd for them, right? Because the advisor is there to increase and accelerate their wealth growth and their wealth preservation. And I'm just clipping coupons and showing them that they actually have more money uh, at the end of that rainbow, right? (laughs) When they send their money off to the tax man, there's actually more money left over. And, you know, if they're a wise Individual, they hopefully will work with their financial advisor and say, you know, all that planning that we talked about doing, but I wanted to get to a certain point. Will I actually have that additional, additional income now to go ahead and do that planning. And I don't step on their toes. I'm not going in there and saying, oh, we're going to do a cash balance plan or we're going to do a defined benefits plan or all the things that advisors do. I'm doing, I'm really finding the money, and the advisor and that business owner or that individual can literally do what with it what they'd like. Now on the flip side, I don't replace CPAs either. I don't do tax preparation work. I don't do tax filing work. So when I'm working with a business owner and their wealth advisor, sometimes they say, "Well, let me have my CPA take a look at it." Totally fine, and I'm willing to speak to the CPA. And I never want to create any type of uh, resistance or uh, any feeling that they're not doing their job. Because remember, there's seventy-five thousand pages of tax code. Most of these accountants are overwhelmed, and they're not licensed, or they're not. their Their focus is just tax is generally tax prep, tax filing, and maybe some a little bit of forward planning, but most of them don't do forward planning. Most of them do historical planning. So just know CPAs are generally going to be very much more conservative, but as long as I can take the time and show them the road and show them the codes, and then they're going to say, great, I like it. Or, mm, you know, what's up to my client? Or sometimes CPAs can be a little, I'm not going to sign off on this. Well, a lot of times when that happens, if the if the person I'm working with understands what we're doing and they feel Um, that it's okay, then I have dozens of CPAs that I would be willing to refer them to that already have clients that have used this and have used this for a long time. But again, that's never what I want to do. I always like to make a new relationship with the CPA because if they get it, then they'll probably get invited and introduce me to two or three or four or five more clients. So that's how that kind of plays out. But again, I'm there for to be an addition to the team, not a replacement to the team. Um, So that can be a fun process as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> the more heads you can put together,
1: Mark, the better. So that's <laughs> right. That, oh, you know, I, I, let me say one thing on that. Uh, when you build a, a house, you know, if it's a very simple house, you might have a contractor and maybe you know a couple of other people that put it together. But the more complex your house gets, the more people you need to build it correctly. If you just add a comp, like if you just had a, a carpenter. And you were building some extravagant building, then it probably wouldn't turn out so you need a, a brick mason, a concrete mason, an architect, an engineer, you know, commercial level uh, electricians and all these people are putting it together to make that house or that building do what it does, or a baseball team. Do you not know, have to have every player? So smaller businesses that start and get become medium businesses and they and they still are doing really well with revenue. A lot of times they still have half the team on the field. They don't have all the people building the building that they need to build, or they don't have they don't have a left fielder. They don't have a shortstop. So it's really when they start working with me, I'm like, okay, now we're bringing in the shortstop and the left fielder and I'm not replacing anyone. But now they have the team they need to essentially handle one of their biggest expenses, right? They need to treat their taxes like a uh, a, a key element of their business, like a profit center. They treat it like a profit center because it is and their, their ability to reduce that expense. Then guess what? The shareholders or the owners or the partners They're keeping a lot more.
0: I love it. Well, Mark, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with you?
1: Thank you. Uh, They just go to my website, peak profit solutions. And that's coral and peak profit solutions.com. Um, I have a little bit about me. They can easily just book an appointment. I have a calendar where they can literally go to my calendar and find a 20 or 30-minute appointment probably would be ideal, just a complimentary 30-minute appointment. Within 15 to 20 minutes, just a conversation, I can determine what opportunities are available. So it wouldn't be a waste of time to spend 15 or 20 minutes with me, no cost. And of course, depending on the complexity of it, we determine how to move forward with exploring those opportunities. Um, And I do have some links on my site that allow for people to get more information if they don't want to jump right into a conversation with me to, you know, case studies or just a little bit about how I interact with CPAs or how I interact with um, wealth advisors, or they're just a high income earning, you know, individual. And they're like, Hey, I just want to learn more about what you do. They can obviously click on those links and I can send them some things to look at.
0: Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Mark your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to peakprofitsolutions.com and click the link to schedule some time with Mark. Find out. It sounds like spending the 20, 30 minutes just to know one way or another if there's opportunities, if any of these coupons will save you some money in your life and your situation, definitely worth knowing. Thanks again, Mark.
1: Thank you, George. It was a pleasure.
0: And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.